I'm Behumet. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to The Monologue. Holy Kojima on crack, this story. Featuring Norman Reedus and the baby fetus. Here we are with episode 43, bringing you a couple of brews from Richmond, Virginia, and pairing those along with Kojima Productions' Death Stranding. Featuring Norman Reedus and, well, several other familiar faces. Also, doing a big first with a Sony exclusive, and, well, it's been ported over to PC just to appease this guy on the other side. <laughs> First off, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Clean, well done. You that was like a 98 percentile introduction. Uh first attempt for those out there listening. Um if that tie if that entry line doesn't get you snagged, I mean it literally holy Kojima on crack and Norman Reedus and the baby fetus doesn't <laughs> perk up your ears. Like, what are they talking about? Uh then I don't know what to tell you. And I, yeah. I'm, before we like really just start chewing. I don't know if you'd call it fat or Kyrillian. Before we start chewing any of that, (laughs) um, let's crack these beers open. And I will just say before we crack them open, I'm not only using the amazing 40-pound bottle opener that came with the subscription beer. We're doing a subscription beer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we're doing something all the way from Richmond, Virginia. Right. It's awesome. I I agree. I kind of like that we'll have several around if we need these to... Yeah, from all over the states. And actually, when I read later what the stuff about him, I think you'll be a little bit more interested or, or surprised. So That's yeah, cool. let's get uh, the heart. So it's Hardywood. Um, oh, what is it? Hardywood Park Craft Brewery from Richmond, Virginia. And this first one is Hardywood Pills. It's a German style lager. As if they couldn't name that brewery any longer. Right. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Hardywood. Hardywood Park Craft Brewery. They could have just dropped the last three words. Just yeah, called Hardywood. Right? Um and it's a snub nosed bottle. And I'm weirdly a fan of those. I don't I don't know why. I, yeah, I really get on the the snub nose as well. I like that. Like the <laughs> fucking red stripes. I don't know why. <laughs> right. I just dug them because of the bottle. Yeah, no, I get that. And I have a very strange glass I'm trying today. It's like a I don't even know what it is. So it kind of looks am... like a wine glass where you cut off the stem, but that's they're like Drinking glasses. I don't know. You seeing this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Orbital, kind of. So, I went ahead and brought in the pills. There you go. Good. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I'll just oh, set that yeah. up there. <sighs> so, do you want to start with why we even said Holy Kojima on crack? Because I just feel like this is the most <laughs> methed out storyline. Meth so, mushroom mix I've ever seen. Yeah, this story, man... Um, it doesn't start slow and it just keeps taking twists and turns and you're not going to predict where it's going at any point in time. It just keeps getting weirder and weirder and then throws like familiar faces that you should know. Like even I know at you like yeah, uh, an anti-movie guy. knows. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, Sam Raimi's in there and, uh, I haven't taken a swig yet. Yeah. Is that good? I think it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. That's pretty quality, man. Yeah, you can. It's like very flavorful. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's a real burst, man. Wow. I'm catching kind of like a honey note there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I didn't really catch. I didn't. I knew I was tasting something, but until you said that, I didn't wasn't understanding. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, because it almost has a little bit of 
that fruit bear pack thing for lining coolers we did. I mm. that's what it like when you said that it kind of kind of got that little bit of sweet honey. Yeah. Flavor. Okay. I can, yeah, I'll have to look and see what that says about it. Um, but take this away for a minute. Oof. Well, so yeah, you start off and <clears throat> you're um, Sam, a uh, delivery guy. You're Norman Reedus, who's playing Sam. I mean, and it looks like fucking Norman Reedus. Jesus oh, Christ. Oh, my I gosh. Mean, he looks more this, like Norman Reedus than Norman Reedus. I mean, it's... it's This game is visually stunning, um, to say the least. Uh, it is... I mean, like 9.9. Yeah, absolutely breathtaking like, everywhere right. you go. Like, ju- and okay, so I, this is another one of those... I don't know if I can quite call this a game because of the, the simplistic mechanics of it, but it's a game. But you sit through so much of it. It's not really something you play a ton of uh, you play maybe 50% of it. And then the other 50% yeah. of it is like, you're sitting there watching this thing. That's just breathtaking and like disturbing. It keeps you drawn in. Like, Dude, okay. So, but me- you're, you're a delivery guy, Sam. And what he's racing across um, a broken world, essentially on that motorcycle mm-hmm. type thing, like a tricycle. It's uh, almost like one of those spider bikes, it looks like. Yeah, kinda, like right? a futuristic, like, crotch rocket mm-hmm. looking thing. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like remind me of the Final Fantasy VII stuff that they had. Um, in the Remember the Final Fantasy movie they came out with? Mm-hmm. Clouds yeah. on that bike. That's kind of like weirdly what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too dissimilar from that. And um, he looks like he's, you know, racing, uh, well, not only to get someplace, but, like, almost to get away from somewhere. And... Um, so, you know, as he's going along, uh, what is it? He, I can't remember how he comes to just stop the first time. That random girl appears in front of him and he like sideswipes his bike trying to avoid her. So yeah. Okay. He does sideswipe her like the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she just shows up. She just appears there and what she's got her umbrella out. Mm -hmm. That's like the, like the unique thing. You just see a, a lady sitting there in the middle of nowhere and he almost runs her over. And so that, that like he knocks him off his bike is that's, but that's not what knocks him. That's not what he gets him fully off the bike. Right. Like there's still something else. Like he's trying to get away from something. You can't quite tell what it is, but there's like rain coming in the background. Right. Yeah. And from the, from the moment of this starts, you're, you're having so much information bombarded at you. It's it's a lot. This is why there's so much video at the beginning too. And side note, like Bailey was getting mad one morning because I got up early and I usually like cook breakfast and do all that stuff, you know. And I got us playing this game, and so she got up, made breakfast, everything, no big deal. Well, then she's like, "Are you like I ate and everything? I came back to play." She's like, "Are you like about done?" I'm like, "I'm stuck in like fucking videos, dude. Like I can't. <laughs> I'm like I'm trying to get to a spot to save it. Like yeah, you know which." Yeah, it was a deal, but yeah, so I can't, it's been a while now because so much storylines happened since then, but I thought the way I interpreted it, it could be completely wrong, is that he either visually, he saw her, whether she wasn't there or not, or she was there, he wrecks, and you go to, like, pick up, I think, the cargo or something that's, like, wrecked, and then the rain comes, and you have to, like, take shelter in that cave. Right, so, um, the way I, I remember it is... He's he's racing to get away from the rain. Like he's he's trying to keep ahead of the rain that's coming. He you don't quite see what the rain is quite yet, but he's racing to keep ahead of the rain. And in doing that, he he's jumping over like a canyon. Um he sees the woman first, like along the way. And I don't think he hits her then. But then as he jumps over the canyon, he lands on the other side, and that's when he actually does like sideswiper. 
or whatever. And that's, he dumps himself off the bike. And that's when I think the rain catches up to him. And that's when you get your introduction to like, he goes into the cave and you get your introduction to kind of who he is with what he has, like his ability. Cause he stops there for a second. Like he freezes and you get your introduction to the thing he freezes about, which are the BTs or the beached things. Like you have to go and look that up because they don't really explain what that is. They just use the terminology. No, but this is when all the, this is when all the terminology and their jargon starts because you get introduced to several words in there that they don't, you don't know anything much about yet. So the girl shows up. So handprints appear, your guy's frozen and everywhere they're at things age, mature and die. Yes. And they call it like a, so you get introduced to like a time fall situation. Time fall. Right. So what he's running from is the time Mm -hmm. fall, which is rain. Essentially it's, it's time falling from the sky. The ages, anything it touches. Yes. And yeah. So, you know, that's not good. And ages rapidly. Um, and then, and then, so you freeze and these handprints are appearing everywhere. And I thought it was weird because he drops that picture and mm. the thing steps on it, but it doesn't mess up the picture. It's almost like the thing's not affecting that reality fully. It's very strange. Right. Because the picture's still there, but then when the raindrop hits it, that part of the picture ages, and it's like, right. oh, fucked up. Yeah. Yep. And so you're introduced to, okay, he's got a family. He's got this picture, but is it his, you don't know who it is just yet. Mm-mm. And then that girl shows up in the cave with you, and you get introduced to things like, well, so that thing leaves. It's invisible, by the way, if, we didn't, if I didn't make that clear. It's invisible leaving handprints, and your guy's, like, fucking scared to death of it, which right. you understand why later, really. But it's <laughs> all, I mean, I was, like, inside, like, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, this is Dude, so it was weird. very suspenseful. Like, yes. the whole thing is very suspenseful. Yes. Like, without seeing really much of anything, it, it keeps you on the edge of your seat just tense. Well, I think part of it's the graphics, too, because it's yeah. so realistic looking. Like I said, I'd give this like a 9.9 out of 10 for graphics. It's so beautiful and so realistic looking. So the girl mm-hmm. shows up, and this is where it starts driving all these terms. Like, you have the dooms. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what the fuck is that? And he's like, not as good as you. Yeah, I, I can't can only see sense them. them. Yeah, yeah I can only sense them. She can apparently see them. And he's like this world-renowned, I say world, the world's kind of gone. He's like this renowned porter or transporter. Right. Um, Sam Bridges is who your your guy is. So then you get brought up, you get dooms, and you don't know what that is. You get BTs, you don't really know what that is. You get time fall, invisible things leaving handprints, and aging things. All in the first, what would you say, four minutes of this game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a lot. It's it's so much, man. Yeah, and it's not even the big... I mean, it's like literally just opening up. Like, you're getting a peek <laughs> of where this is going. Because I got to be honest with you, the sec- I would say in that first big chunk of storyline beginning of this game i'd call that like phase one yeah and so yeah. you you get the stuff and you know you're trying to get the cargo and you get to like was it capital city yeah i think it's new capital city new capital city or something yeah and so something you, you, like under- that. you start figuring out some things like there's the weird little fly creature things you can eat because she eats one what are those crypto bite things crypt yeah crypto Biotes or something like that. Yep. She yeah. eats one in front of you and offers it to you, and I think you she, turn it down. Yes, because he hates eating them. But yeah. they're the things that that keep the dooms away, apparently. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's supposed to be what helps him survive. But yeah, he doesn't enjoy eating the the flying creatures. Yeah. So <laughs> she bails, and then she kind of like offer you a job almost. 
Like she um, kind of offers something like the team up or something because she's for a different like transportation. Yeah, so type she's company. for she works for Bridges, I believe. So his name, yeah, is Sam Porter Bridges, and she works for the company Bridges. Um, there is tie in there, and it does come up later for sure. Like, but uh, um, he works for Porter. Um, so yeah, um, and but she does, I believe, offer him like a, a gig with Bridges. Um, but then yeah, she just like fucks off. And straight like, fucks off. Yeah, just straight fucks off. And then like, so then you're left to play what is like the part of the game that's the game. And it is literally you're a package delivery person. With a bunch with <laughs> which with unworldly obstacles. Yeah. And things to deal with, which you see why nobody wants this freaking job, dude. <laughs> you can see why you have to be suicidal to want this job. Yeah. And it just only gets crazier. So wait, to, we're going to get there, guys. So stick with us. We're going to get to why he's called Norman Reedus and the baby fetus. Oh, yeah. You haven't um, even met so, the baby fetus yet. No, 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 no. We are not even to phase two yet. So if I'd say phase one, you get all this introduction, lots of yeah. videos, kind of off the wall stuff. You're scared of stuff you don't really understand yet. You get your packages. You kind of realize you can walk. You can like guide yourself there. And there's like balancing techniques you use with controls because uh, you can get overweighted or overweighted on one side and run into like terrain. Mm. Um, and then you get to the city and that's when I would say you, you drop off your package, you realize you get graded on it and it almost looks like it is such a weird thing. So, but this is like, yeah, it's so it's, Kojima. Like, did you ever play any metal gear solid? Yes. It is exactly the loadout screen coming out of a mission from uh metal gear solid. Yeah. Like, it is exactly the end of a mission. You get well, rated, rated on exactly how you did, you know, for him, it's like, how damaged were the packages? You know, how long did you take? What was your route? You get graded on all these different things, and you get like likes and stuff from the you people get it that you're like delivering it's not, it to. Not this crazy phenomenon. You get it like it's an everyday <laughs> thing. Like, exactly. Like, here's your scorecard on your latest delivery. <laughs> like, you want your raise next month? Keep it up. You know, like, but that's how quota. he treated. That's kind of how he treated Metal Gear Solid too. Like, you've got Snake doing all this crazy shit, like stealth taking out like entire regimes and in the end of the day like after each mission you get this little report card of how many stealth kills did you get how you know how much noise did you make was this yeah. really you know up to spec and stuff so you kind of get this like little i don't know weird uh end to the mission that just kind of rates you but it's very very to me like kojima-esque uh, like everything about this game it's like oh my god this is so much in the the vein of everything I've ever seen from him. Well, let me just uh, let me just take a really strong side note to him, like one of my biggest memories of uh, Metal Gear Solid. I think it was regular PlayStation. First of all, Snake's like the like action hero, their Japanese version take or whatever their version take on like man manly man. Like you you like wanted to be Snake, you know, like Snake's mm. such a badass, you know. But do you remember the scene where what's his name makes the controller walk? Vibrates one side to the other. So that was like the most revolutionary thing they thought of back then. Like I think it was PlayStation One vibrating controllers. Yeah. Which not all of them did that. Right. But if you had one, he would make the controller walk by vibrating one side and then the other. <laughs> and it was like the it was like it was like early. I was like I think it was like one of the very first. It was the first Metal Gear Solid I think on regular PlayStation. Like it was crazy. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah, dude. That could be off on that because it's been obviously eons since that happened. But I remember being like, "This is insane." You know. Uh, <laughs> You know, which why has nobody tried that again? I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah. So I get what you're saying. Like that, it, it, it is a it's it's a strange feeling when you turn that in. But he gives you 
an instant like thing coming up like you got to be a part of and do you want to take this part what's oh so yeah it, immediately <laughs> as soon as you get to the base like i call this lear- the entry into phase two by the way yeah so y- you learn that uh there's somebody that has died and you have to dispose of the body and you don't i mean so like he of course knows why they're alluding to, to it but they're not explaining it fully yeah, they there's no explanation. They expect that you had no this world. This is it's such a strange concept, but this is how it would really be. This is yeah. like they'd just be talking to him like every day. You're a you're a Cairo bite bug thing on the wall. Just part of the storyline, you know. There is an insane amount amount of exposition going on like throughout this. Like that's one of my comments about this. They they explain verbally so much of the story, but they really don't explain so much about the story. It, it's so do weird. It, um, they do it via dialogue, and they do it. It's actually pretty well because so it's not info dumping through dialogue, right? Because it does leave you just kind of clueless for a while. But through yeah. cutscenes and dialogue, they. That's really the, your only fed information. They don't, they don't do a lot of backflashes. They don't do a lot of like pick up this manual and you understand what's going on about this stuff. That doesn't exactly. really happen. Yes, it's no. just all through dialogue. Yes. So you get there at Capital City, I think, or New Capital City or whatever, and you have to go and dispose of a body at an incinerator. Um, apparently, they're supposed to keep track of the people who are dying or on death's door because. 48 hours after they die, um, they necrotize and they um, then explode. Um, when we ca- say explode, you, ca- go ahead. Yeah. It's causing a void out, which is a giant crater that would wipe out the entire city and then cause another BT to appear in the world. So um, it's, it's like it, it's big enough. I think it would wipe out the entire incinerator and that city. Um, and it actually, well, for me, I think it actually did wipe out the city. Yeah. So I don't think you have a way around that one. It wipes Mm-mm. out the city. Um, so yeah, that's your that's your introduction. You you go uh and you're trying to help this squad, and this is where you meet the baby fetus. You meet BB. <laughs> so, Do you want me to take this part? I would love to take yeah, this part. Go for it. Okay. Man. So, so remember, talk remember, us through BB. Yeah, so okay. Hey, so the dude <laughs> you're with has a uh man-made womb oval shaping tube container that he that has a its own these are so used to using fetuses that they have designed equipment that you attach this makeshift womb on the front of you and it's got a tube and you hook up to it and the guy you're with is like i don't ever like this part that much but he pops in and connects to this baby fetus in the back of the vehicle you're in the back with the corpse and your guy, he even says, he's like, why didn't you do this in the city? And it releases Kyrelium or whatever the bad stuff is. That's There's like a weird, it's like good and bad, how they use it. I don't know. But it releases something. So he's like, no, we have to get it out of the city. Right. And you have a driver. And you're in the very back. And you're like, oh, it's about to go. Like, look at his body. It's like a fuse is lit. Like, we <laughs> got to get out of here. Shit's going to fucking go nuclear. Yeah. Well, on the way, you get a ta- you go through a BT zone. And you can't, you look, can look around during these like cutscenes and moments. You can do a lot of looking around, but I could, you can't see anything. I, yeah, I couldn't see anything. At I thought all. maybe I was missing it because I'm too early in the story to know that. Oh, you know. we totally missed like the first thing. Did you, you got to pick your birthday, right? Did it, did it make any difference for you? Ooh, I don't know. So, like the first thing that when you first pick your character, you get to pick your birthday. Yeah, I do remember doing that now that you said that. 
it didn't make any hmm. difference. And it says like birthdays under the sign and it lists like three signs that are real and then like two signs that are obviously real, real to this world. I was about to say real to that world, not real right. to our world. Yeah, yeah, not to our world. Man, I but, can't remember now what I even picked, dude. I just picked my birthday, man. I mean, I I like, did, I'm sure I did the same. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, I don't know. we'll just go with my birthday. We'll yeah, and they get into happened. the solstice, you know, summer solstice, and the, yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like I didn't know if like maybe you would actually be able to see something if you picked a different birthday. That's a good yeah, question. So that's kind of what I was like wondering. That's a good in-depth thought. I was too caught up with all the other meth mushroom infused <laughs> world. I never got that far to think on my own. <laughs> Which is saying a lot because we know where my brain goes on these fucking tangents with shit. I like to add my own stories, interject my own stories into most of the games I play. I didn't have to on this one. No, There's no. There's so like- much going on. I was trying to keep up. Um, so th- we're in phase two now. You're trying to get rid of this body and you practically get attacked by things you can't see and you wreck the vehicle. And what takes place in the next two minutes I had to digest for about 15 before I could explain it over that breakfast my wife cooked as she looked at me in disarray and my head shaking going, what's the matter? And I go like, I don't even know how to talk about it <laughs> because I like, I was like, I, I know saying this out loud, it's going to be bananas. And I said, but I'm, and she goes, well, okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to try though. Like, hold on. Like, let me try to understand how I can talk about this. So I had to explain the storyline to this point because I got just past that before I paused it. To eat breakfast that morning. So I'm sitting there. She gets it out of me finally. And I'm like, okay, like I'm going to try to talk about this and just prepare yourself. (laughs) So you come to on the ground. The other guy with the fetus who's having issues making it work. It seems like a defective baby, if that can make sense to you at the moment. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's alive in there, but it's not doing its job. Yes, it has a job. So he's trying to get the guy, the driver is pinned in the truck. The body is thrown behind him. It's raining and the guy's not covered, the guy pinned under the truck. And so he's aging rapidly. Mm-hmm. The dude trying to get him unpinned is trying to over, like, be over the top of him to help him, but it's not really working. Goes to get away, right? And this is, does it go nuclear? Does the body? No, they no, attack. No, it doesn't yet. It's not nope. nuclear yet. Nope. So this, this is the, <laughs> I like trying to explain this. Your guy is trying to tell the dude to stop. BTs are here. It's back to the invisible handprint creatures, which, by the way, if you look up when you can see them, there's dark silhouette of figures in the air floating mm-hmm. like some kind of dark demonic demigod. I don't even know. It's yeah. there's like five of them, I think, at the time. Five or six. There's quite a few in the sky. There's more than one. I know that. So the other dude pulls out a gun. And they're dragging old boy from underneath the truck they're dragging him away and he's screaming <laughs> and you're like you're the other dude's like sorry shoots him in the back of the head and you're like okay this is okay trying to probably you know uh diffuse some damage here he's saving that dude probably the pain he's about to endure but then he pulls the gun to himself and he's like i'm sorry or whatever and tries to shoot himself but the things grab him the death stranding the death strands grab him and yank him before so he misses and he's being pulled up in the air upside down and goes and practically is like losing his mind and goes yeah i'm not going out this way grabs a knife and starts stabbing himself in the chest <laughs> as he's being lifted upside down to kill himself repeatedly stabbing himself in the chest you're i don't even your guys just like I've told you to stop moving. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Shush. Stop. Like, die quieter. Stop moving. Like, you know? So, Norman Reedus, like, the, is this, like, I don't even think, because this is a while back, and like I said, I think a while back for us. Right. I think then the thing goes nuclear. 
Yeah. So after that, basically, I think uh, you're trying to get away as Sam and the the body that you were trying to escort to the incinerator goes nuclear. It blows a giant crater in the city sized crater. Yeah. And then you um, enter which, a dream world. Right. Yeah. Because so, you're yeah, a you, you, you Yeah. So you enter a dream world where it looks like you're underwater, essentially, and you have to swim back to your body, which has a line back up to the surface. This was where you find out that uh, Sam is a repatriate or repatriate or whatever. He can he, he basically comes back to life. Um, it's the weirdest thing, too, because essentially it's like he has a BB in him. Yeah. So here's my so here's my thing. So why is he ever scared of him if he can come back? That's what that's what I'm saying. Like, would he get, so it's so what certain deaths he can come back from. Don't this know, thing man. goes nuclear and he's underwater and he also has a bunch of like dreams of being naked on the beach, holding the baby up to him, seeing his sister that you don't know is his sister yet, singing that fucking song. What was that song? So um, I think you're assuming that's his sister. I don't know that's his uh, sister, yeah, man. I maybe think not. I think the baby is him and that's his mom. And he was on the beach too. And that's I mean, why he's a repatriate. Quite possibly. Um I wanted to argue that one way or the other. Because it's too weird. There's so much going on. But I would right. say this. Besides seeing him hold the baby as they're naked on the beach um, and seeing her, it's also kind of weird. She's like singing London Bridges, which right. I guess kind of makes sense because if he was the baby, maybe that's something she sang to him when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. make sense. You know, like tie that in. Well, um, she can't age. Like, so she can't age. That's the thing. Like, she's she was on – so. what you kind of learn over time is like the Death Stranding was an event where I think – I don't know. It was an event. And I guess Death Stranding refers to, or beach things, BTs refer to things that washed up on the shore, on the shores, right? That were. Oh, and there's a bunch of dead sea creatures too when you come right, to. Right. There's a bunch of, yeah. The, yeah. Right. And I think that's what that, so that's what that refers to. And she says when you, so, and this is kind of really jumping forward, but she says at one point that she, she's still stuck there on the beach. You know where I am. I'm on the beach. Right. Dude. It- Man, this game is so weird. So, I think she's still she 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 can't age. He still ages, and he was a baby when de- when the Death Stranding happened. I do like oh yeah. So maybe it affected him different. So she can't age right. or die, and he can continue to come back. It's yeah, oh my God. So yeah, and that, so that's the thing too. Like the whole thing is it's re- like the the people you come in contact with after this. Um, we're not into phase three yet of the beginning. <laughs> so fa- it's almost phase two is almost done because you swim back as and you find out you're a repatriate and you can come back or what well, you don't know that yet but you know you you physically do it and you go through the right. videos um oh what was i gonna say but you like oh crap what was that there was something i was gonna bring up too with that oh i like i know what it was i like that they and it doesn't do it right there kind of does it when in the next part when you actually start getting out again but I do like that they don't explain. They don't really know what happened, and they're trying to actually find some history on it because it ha- obviously it happened longer ago than you realize. Right, yeah. Because yeah. they're trying to put together what exactly happened still. Yep, yeah. Well, they've lost all the information because whatever happened was catastrophic enough that it like it ruined all civilization. Right. Like People are no longer a thing. There aren't really cities per se. I mean, there's like little conglomerations of people, but they're not connected together anymore, and that's – what kind of comes up in like maybe the the phase three, if you were to call it that is like, what do you do then? So, so this is what I'll say. I'll say when you wake up and you start getting some explanations from, and I'm going to butcher this name. Hopefully I don't Guillermo del Toro. Is that the same one that worked on like Sin City and stuff? Uh, Because he makes a, he's like a cameo appearance as well. Yeah. Um, But I think it's the same one, Guillermo del Toro that worked on like several movies and other things. Mm -hmm. 
but he reeks of like suspicion. Like I don't trust that dude at all, but he just seems evil, but I don't know that he is, or maybe just the world he's used to because he has a lot to do with the baby fetus that you do find before they say that they, they manage to get the fetus out of there too. And you, because entering phase three, you wake up and I'll let you go from here. You wake up in at, um, the thing and uh, with where you meet Gerda tomorrow, but you realize he's not there. Right. Yeah. Do you so, remember that? <clears throat> so do you wake up at the city or do you, you make it back to the city? No, you wake up there, I think. And, but I think they found you. Okay. So yeah, he, I, you wake up and he's like guiding you through some things and talks about you being, that's when he explains like you're a patriot okay. and he's wanting you to do something. And then you realize he's like not even there. He's talking to you to help. Cause he asked you to do something. You're like, why can't you do it? He's right. Like, yeah. So I'm not really there. Yeah. No. So he, yeah, he does ask you to do some things. Because he's, he's, uh, oh no, he's asking you to bring some stuff to him. Uh, he's asking you to bring some, what, medicine down to him to, to, to meet the president, uh, of, of the United States. But he's not calling her who she is to you. She's, no. he's just saying the president. So you're like, correct. I'm, yeah. I'm he big, just keeps saying, time. The, right. He keeps saying the president. Uh, he keeps saying that the president's dying. He needs, uh, the president needs, he doesn't refer to gender or anything, he just says the president needs. Uh, some medicine to uh, to ease their death, really, basically. And your guy kind of calls bullshit on it the whole time. Yeah, he doesn't really want to comply with it. Like, I mean, Norman well, I mean, and you'll see why later as it goes on. And I honestly am probably going to not be able to talk too much. I can take that part far, over. Yeah, farther than that. Like, like, so you go and you get the, he eventually, you know, um, capitulates and goes and gets the medicine and, and makes his way to go down to meet the president. He's basically just going down to a lower level within that city, right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, he travels over, but it's like in the same district area. Correct. Yeah. Like he goes from pretty much like one little like district, like little it's a facility. like a, Well, it's like a porter facility because mm-hmm. you run into him later, but that's not the main part of the city. And so you have to like, it's not very far jaunt though. But I will say this, too. So most people wouldn't assume this. So they say, okay, we're going to use your face in this game, right? We like the way you look. You're going to fit the the graphic for this game. We're going to, you know, pretty much make a video game character of you. But they also brought his entire personality along with it. I yeah. mean, it, it he acts like, I would assume Daryl Dixon, Norman Reedus, is Daryl Dixon in real life. Like, <laughs> I, th- I think everybody's watched enough Walking Dead that just assumes, like, I mean, I think everybody also gave up on Walking Dead, like, five seasons ago. But regardless... I've just assumed that's who he is from like uh, Saint Boondock Saints is where I first met Norman Reedus, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just always assume that's who that dude is in real life. Like, you know, and this game totally lets him run the gamut on that. Like he is just Norman Reedus. Like he acts like Norman Reedus. Well, I mean, you even see like later when he goes into like his private room and stuff and he's just sitting on the bed and you have to like interact with things in the room. But there's like little things you interact with and he just makes like little funky gestures and it's like. Okay, that's got that has to be like him putting a little bit of something of him into the game. Yeah. Because they're just like it's weird things where he like straight up looks at the camera and points at it and then will point back to whatever you're supposed to do. Like um there's some figurines behind him. So if you want to examine the examine the figurines, he first gets up in the camera's face and then will like gesture back to the figurines. And yeah. Look it, at them. Yes, and it's kind of it's a little breaking the fourth wall almost. It's yes. kind of strange. Yeah. Yeah, so speed run here. You wreck your bike. You almost hit a chick. You hide in a cave because water can kill you in the rain. It can super age things. You Invisible creatures leave handprints, and you have to avoid them. You get back and drop off the package that you picked back up, and they give you another mission to get rid of a body because it explodes and destroy a whole city. 
And on the way to do that, the thing wrecks. Invisible creatures attack. The guy gets scared to death, stabs himself to death, while the other guy gets aged and shot in the back of the head. And then you die and have to swim back to your body underwater. Um, there's a big crater left where the city was. You're brought back in another city and realize you're a patriot that can go back into your body and you're scared of BTs. And there's a fetus that survived as well in a tank in a makeshift womb that is attached to you and like helps you see them as kind of its purpose. Right, yeah. So here we are. Point of BBs. Yellow Torma wakes you up, like you said. Uh, whatever, explains a few things, gives you a mission. You begrudgingly accept it, and you don't really understand why he's so anti. He's just being Norman Reedus. Like, he's fuck off to everybody. He doesn't want to do shit. Takes it over. You find out it's the president. She's aged. She's aging. She's aged. She's dying. You find out it's supposedly your mom. Right. Um, she's not doing so well. She's practically on her deathbed. And I actually, my son unpaused the video when I was eating breakfast on part of this. I actually mixed, missed a part of that, but I do know she doesn't make it. And they talk about, we can't let people know that because she's the president of the United States and a weird, again, weird stuff. Her like right hand man. I think he also has like a level of dooms. It almost seems like you guys worked together previously. That's the vibe I got. Yeah. I'm not up. What I'm, I don't know what's up with die Hardman. What the fuck is up with the name? Die Hardman. Die Hardman with a mass that looks like Red Skull from Avengers. Yeah. But then, metal version, you know, like, what? Why does he they, need a mask? Guillermo, uh, his character's name is, uh, what, Dead Man? Yeah. It's, so it's like, yeah. And like his character's On got, the nose uh, much, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but he's got a straight like scar across his forehead. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a little on the nose with something. I'm just not really sure what. Mm-hmm. So- you know, so they convince you to, and I would say this is full on fledged phase three. You get the the duty of packing your dead mother, uh, up to an incinerator. Yeah, you know, because God forbid all the crazy technology in this game, they don't have machines that can do this shit. <laughs> you know, whatever. So, and that's when you really learn the balancing techniques of different things you pack. Yeah, that's you can, where it does change. Oh, yeah. Because it ain't like, oh, it's no big deal. You put on, it adds what you can only, you know, you think of most games with a weight capacity. You're like, as long as I don't go over that weight capacity, we're good. I'll get encumbered or something and like walk slower. No, no. <laughs> where you put stuff on your person and how you carry things, they put a lot into the balancing dynamics of this. If you turn too quickly with that body back there, you're going down. Yeah, yeah that was gotta, interesting to learn like the the physics of that they put a lot of thought into how how much like weight distributed off of your back would affect your your center of, of gravity they, it, it's it almost like they did some real like physics test on this stuff <laughs> it, it was cool i mean yeah. uh like how often did you go in like after the dead body thing like how often did you go in and readjust packs just to, to make oh sure you know i messed were- with it Okay. I messed with where yeah. I put stuff because it did seem easier if you spread it out around your on your suit versus the oh, yeah. back. Yeah. It, it was like easier. I, yeah, I would always like readjust. Every time I picked up something, I would just constantly readjust the where I was carrying it. Yeah, Again, and I made sure to balance the weight out too, honestly. You're you're just a delivery guy. Like this is just a delivery guy game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest part. Like your entire gameplay is you're just a delivery guy, but let's just pack in <laughs> 80,000% crazy bullshit, like, to wrapped around it. It's like, I don't even know. We'll get to that. Let's just dive in, in this really quick. Like, you balance stuff out. So, this is the way I'd explain this. And this is going to be a really weird analogy. If you took something, like, normal, like, I don't know, like Twinkies, or let's just do something I really like, like steak. Okay. <laughs> so, the game is you're a delivery guy. That's the steak. Then you just wrapped it with like Skittles and nerd rope and syrup <laughs> and dumped a beer on it and 
dipped it in hot chocolate and some motor oil. It's just like the most random shit wrapped around the casing of this that you are a delivery guy. Yeah. The mechanics, uh, the gameplay is that you're a delivery guy. And we're going to throw in some crazy shit you have to avoid on your path. But anyway, so you take the body. We're in full-fledged phase three. So now you've been introduced to so much shit that you're like trying to keep up. Like I said, I couldn't even have time to make up stories about this game <laughs> because I had there was enough going on I was trying to process. And and like I was I was constantly like trying to decide if I needed to like talk to Bailey or a therapist or like who I needed to talk to about all this because it was not <laughs> You know, most this is one of the things too. I guess if I had a problem with this game, because it is has so many positives. I like the music they put into it. I like the graphics are beautiful. The, the I do like the you're on a ride. It's not like a great ride, as in the world of like happy, but you're on a ride <laughs> for sure. But like the only qualm I really have is that it seems so depressing. <laughs> like I don't know why you're moot carrying on. But anyway, so you have i think they've already offered you the thing they kind of want you to do they have stuff for you to do but the main thing is they want you to take your mom up there before she goes nuclear and they kind of have more to talk to you about but you're like trying to say no yeah you don't want to continue her dream of connecting the world and getting everybody back together on the uh what is like chiralium network or whatever the network's called yeah yeah she wants you back to build the chiral knot network for she yeah that was her dying wish was for you to to finish what her, she started with what, building the chiral network, right. uh, the chiral knots. Uh, yeah. Connecting all of the disparate uh, cities throughout so the U S you learn about on your journey that you have, you can choose your path. Different things affect you. You're a delivery guy, water, running streams, people, bridges, other people have traveled too in this crazy, this job has to be like, I mean, is this like a loose, thing of like how dangerous like crab fishing is or whatever you know like the lot of crab boats like where they're like it's the most dangerous job in the world like deadliest catch like this is like deadliest transporter like (laughs) like it's got to be paid a shit ton because nothing's safe about this but there's other people that leave things behind and you can click likes and i don't know the point of that but you can like like their things that they leave behind i haven't learned the point of that yet either so one thing i was wondering though about that was are those things that people like fictitiously left behind or are those like real live people that are playing the game elsewhere? I was trying to figure actively? that out too. I think those are actually uh, uh, like live players because you're online. Like if you go into the pause menu, you're online. Playing. Right. That's, I agree. That's what I was also trying to figure out was that you could, you really can interact, I think with on some level with online. So anyway, you go through and you find out that there's like things to help you climb and stuff and you get up to an incineration place. Mm-hmm. And you're in phase three, and more's coming at you. Oh, and I, did you did they send you with the baby at this point? Yeah, yeah. You, you argued to keep it. Oh, because they wanted you. Oh, yeah. God, that Guillermo. How do you say his name? Guillermo. Guillermo yeah. is a dark son of a gun in this game because he's like, yeah, get rid of that. It's a defective. Like, oh, yeah. He wants you to just yeah pitch the yeah incinerate the it. Incinerate yeah. it. It's no good. It's, it's defective. Like useless. Yeah, yeah, it's defective. Well, you're at no. it. Go ahead and chuck the baby the BB uh, in the incinerator. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah. And. I mean, they put, so, I mean, they like, he don't get attached to it. Right. It's just a thing. <laughs> like, it's not yeah. a baby. It's a, it's a thing. tool. It's a, yeah, it's a tool. Right. Yeah. It's, it's got a I lifespan. Mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. So, you know, so you go up there, you do the, you do the deed, you incinerate your mom and, um, you're surrounded by the death straining, like the BTs. Yes. Like, and I mean, like so rounded and you're like, what's the thing? And he's like, well, we can't have you die cause you'll go nuclear incinerate the body and get the hell out of there you can like you made it like a big point like you have to get back which is the are you on the dark logger yeah yeah it's pretty good yeah 
Yeah, yeah, I think I like it even better than the other one. This is they are both freaking tasty, man. Yeah, this, this is, is drinkable, a, dude. Dude, this is a killer uh, brewery, man. I agree. It's like crisp. It's like dark, so mm-hmm. you'd think it'd be heavier note, but it's got a crisp taste to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, <laughs> so your guys like even though you guys are a patriot and you can come back, apparently you have to get out of there. It's okay. You don't want you to die and. And you're like, I have a crazy idea. And he hooks up to the baby and you get some flashbacks of Mads Mickelson. For those of you that don't know who that is, like he's been in a couple things, like um, mostly like, I think like British style films, because I think that's where he's from or whatever. I don't know. I don't like to be, um, I don't want to say a bunch of stuff and be wrong. So like take that with a grain of salt. But I think that's like why he's, because he's like, I think he's in, oh, not the Harry Potters, but the Fantastic Beast movies. I think he's in those. Anyway, Mads Mickelson, I've seen him in stuff, tons of stuff. And yeah, flashbacks of him talking to a woman and like really trying to like stand up for you and uh, but yeah. you're like seeing it as if you're the BB. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking to BB. Like he mm-hmm. keeps referring to BB. Like, yeah. Don't worry, BB, I'll protect you. I'll always be here for you, BB. Yeah. And so um, so it's very weird. This is when you get some more mechanics to adjust to, which is holding your breath and crouching and avoiding these invisible mm. they do appear. Your baby can see that your BB can help you see them. Right. And your little thing pops up and flaps in the direction yes. that they are. And, and you can see it in like the the main pictures of the game. You'll see it's like a it reminds me of like a Star Wars droid type thing. Yeah, that's it's a popped good up out of your shoulder and flaps wherever this thing's at. And your BB's the one that's doing that. It's letting you know where they're at. Mm-hmm. And you can scan and you can kind of see them once in a while, especially if you get close to them. But if you don't, it's not just them you have to worry about, because if you piss them off, then the hands and the dead body things start coming up the black Stuff tries to p- grab you and pull you down, and you can swat at it and get out of there. It drains your fatigue, though, which is a, like a stamina bar you have. You have to get out of there or you'll, like, die. I don't know. I didn't die, but I know it was getting close. So you get out of right. there, you crash down, you hold your breath, and you have to avoid these things at all cost. And that's your first take on those, uh, you know, mechanical skills you have to have to get back. Yeah. Full-fetched phase three. You burned your mom. You're keeping the baby. You said, fuck that guy. I want to keep the baby alive. <laughs> I'm going to hook up to it and see what happens. And I'll let you go from here. I will just say I got back um, after that. Like you get back and again, you turn in your quest, you turn in your thing and you get your likes, you deliver the yeah, package, so you, you know? So bah, you bah, go bah, back. Bah. Yeah. Yeah. You go back, you get to, so, you, so all along the way, yeah. Like you're still like picking up packages and stuff too. So that's like the other thing. Um, you have like little side quests you can do or side jobs you can do. You pick up packages, lost packages along the way and stuff. So you can pick those up after you get out of the BT zone. You can pick those back up and carry them along the way. There's like mailboxes and stuff. You can um, drop them off at uh, along the way too um, for other people to be entrusted with them. You can like entrust them to other people. Did you ever do that? Yes. Tr- trust packages. I did uh, as well. In, the, like, in like the weird like canister looking post office type things that correct, pop up yeah yeah i left some stuff um yeah so like that is so with all the light the like stuff um that happens for those um lost packages as well you get likes and rated on your delivery for those packages and of course if you deliver the package to its actual destination which all of the lost packages have their own destination as well like that part um you know, you you get more likes for it, but you can also entrust those to other players. And I imagine they get like redistributed to other players that are actually online playing too. Like I was the, wondering about that. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, they just pop up in somebody else's game. There is one little part I kind of glo- I didn't. I forgot to bring up too was when you wake up, you're cuffed. Oh yeah, you have the bridges cuffs on, mm-hmm. and they are like handcuffs, but it's only on one. 
It's on one, one hand. hand, and there's a second one that comes off that's connected, like a hand, pair of handcuffs. Right. And so it kind of gives you that very early impression of like you're captive, but then you click both. You click the second one to the same wrist, and it acts as like a like what would you even call it? So here's where I will kind of differ with that opinion just a slightly because when you get back, so as we're talking about, you go back after incinerating your mom, uh, you get back with BB, you turn BB into dead man and you add, you tell him to fix BB um, essentially. And you go and you get some rest. And when you, I think you, you go through a cutscene and stuff too, right? Like, it goes through a cutscene. There's so many, I'm sure. Dude, I mean, there's, there's so many. So many. I think you go through a cutscene, but essentially it's like a dream and so, whatever. And he wakes up. When he wakes up, what I remember seeing is that he's got his arm that has the handcuff, which is the right hand. He's got his right hand draped off the edge of the bed, which the other side of the cuff is unhooked, uh, of course. And so he's just got the one cuff to his but hand. But it happens both times. But the one side during this part when they're still trying to convince him to to connect the rest of the, the the chiral knots is when he first wakes up it is connected to the bed he pulls his wrist and it's it, it clink 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 and then I thought that was when he first wake up from the very first time he wakes up from being dead I don't think so I think that was the Be- because I mm-hmm. caught it and thought he was handcuffed to the nope. thing and I was like are you I'm pretty kidding? sure that was the second time when they were huh. When he got back from the incinerator, uh, Dead Man and uh, Die Hardman wanted want him still to continue building the chi- the chiral knot network. And if he, he I mean, he it, he quickly was like, that's, "That's not a big deal." It's like that's just part of your thing. Like you, you know, because like I think feel like yep. it's the first time you wake up. It doesn't really matter, first or second time. But he's like, "Oh no no no, that's just part of your thing." Like you know, connect it and use it. You know, it's to help help us help you. Right, which when never times, sounds good. Other times, I've made it back to Central, uh, to, yeah, to Capital City or whatever, or the new. I guess it it may be new Capital City or whatever. After you blow up the first Capital City, it may be new Capital City now. But when you go back to your room, essentially, in whatever new Capital City it is, um, you can rest. And after I've woken up, after you rest, then you don't. You're no longer chained after you've agreed to connect the chiral knots. Uh, but I have seen, I do think I remember what, before you agree, you, you are chained, like you're captive. So. I mean, at some point, whether it's the first time you wake up at the same time, you are cuffed. I'm like 99% sure of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I also think it's weird that that's like their form of technology to use to like help you guide you yeah. it just happens to be a pair of handcuff looking things <laughs> like that's, you couldn't use a tablet like the rest of known society. Like, come on, get the fuck out of here. Mm. You know, you got all this technology. So, they're like making like, let's get into a couple things. So before we divulge into phase three, or I think that's what we're on. No, we're yeah, about to inter- well, well, you well, get back. It's about the interface four, in my opinion. And I'm just breaking these up because I think they're like massive twists so quickly in a story. Right. That's why I'm kind of breaking these chunks up. So you think you're just a transporter, like I said earlier. Yeah. Then you realize that bodies explode and you got to get rid of them. And then there's a lot more to this scary shit. That's like phase two. Phase three, you realize you're the president's son, technically, or something. And yeah. she's got a mission and she passes. And you have to get rid of her body. So that was like phase three. So when you get back on phase four, they like are trying to convince you to continue her dream forward. And they tell you about your sister, air quotes, 
um, who comes and talks to you, but is not really talking to you. She's with people that have her captive. They're not making her. St- they're not like holding her and like against her she's will. She's not imprisoned. Yeah, she's not imprisoned, but she can't leave. She can't leave. Right. And it's yes. on. You're like technically on the east coast, and she's like on the west coast of the United States. Correct. Yes. So um, hence why he agrees to build the chiral right ne- not network at this now point. every the thing i wanted to get into is kind of random is i wish instead not that i'm glad we did this beer because it's really delicious mm. but if i would have known in this game that you live <laughs> oh, completely yes. off monster energy drinks <laughs> and i don't mean that like a joke i mean like legit no, yes. monster energy drinks on you the table pound three monster energy drinks to get your stamina up to 25 percent plus like again yes. a bonus 25 percent and so <laughs> there's always in, when, in your private rooms where you can see the different suits and stuff and your BB rest in the makeshift womb, which I'll get into the updates that you on that, which is just <laughs> scary, creepy. But um, you like can drink these monster energy drinks. And in most games, you just feel like you, I mean, in real life too, you're like, well, oh, I should have one or two, but they probably have a negative effect. You drink so many. Now they're like, it's like the water of the world in this game because yeah. even your canteen that supposedly absorbs moisture out of the air and refills with through this magic science voodoo stuff. Every time you go to click and drink it, it's, it says monster energy drink. Yeah. 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 It's, so, it's so interesting. It's like, yeah, drink monster energy, drink monster so, energy. It's right. Awesome. So I think, I think this entire <laughs> world went to shit because monster energy drink is an evil corporation and did some fucked up shit. And so that's like all you can survive on at this point. I don't know. Uh, product um, placement, sir. Product placement. <laughs> I, I think it's cool that they used like an actual, like not made up product in it. It's like not, it's not like Nuka Cola. You know, it's like right. an actual product. That's pretty yeah. cool. But yeah. I wish we'd have just drank different monster energy drinks for this review. <laughs> it would have fit it so well. Yeah. So yeah, essentially you drink those monsters. So we're entering phase four where they're convincing you to f- continue her dream moving west and connecting these knots with these they look like uh a necklace of almost like dog tag style little magical stone what do they call what do they call them chirelium something i don't remember what they call them exactly but yeah they're made of chirelium or they have a high concentration of chirelium and he's literally the only person well one of the only people that can be around them because he has dooms. Right. Um, so and when you take showers, see, there's so many weird little things in the story because in your private room, when you drop packages off, unless these little places have these rooms you can rest in full of monster energy drinks and whatnot, <laughs> uh, there's a shower and they take your DNA all the time when you shower and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, you know what's, you know, it's re- do you ever actually come in contact with a real person besides like the couple of people, like the mom and so, the, the tra- I mean, it's pretty rare. You're usually around like holographic people. I don't think that anybody that you meet is real except for the people like the, the, the one chick with the umbrella. What about she, the people with the body to go burn? They may be shot himself real. and stabbed himself. I think those people they, are real. Those people may be real. I think those people may be real. I don't um, think the Guillermo or the dead, eye, the, the no. spread skull face guy. I don't think he's real, dude. There is something that they say during this whole bit uh, about rebuilding the chiral network when they're talking to Amelie, who your sister, and Dead Man and Die Hard Men about once uh, the chiral network is rebuilt, everybody will be great because everybody will be connected again. And Sam says something about that'll be great for all of you people who are in the network. But I'm not on the network. I'll never be on the network. It does nothing for me. I'll just, so I just keep moving. And they're like, well, we always will need people to move things between the cities. 
that's why we need you. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I think you can't. That's a, right. So, exactly. I don't know that you can really come in contact with. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they're all there. I think they are uh, uploaded to. I, I think they're all like. Um, yeah. Like uh, like uh, computer uh, generated uh, people at this point. Right. Uh, they're all holographic people. I mean, for sure, like the main ones that you talk to are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with the exception of like his mom or whatever, but, um, but yeah, I think everybody else has been so far. Maybe Die really, Hardman. Maybe Die Hardman. But I don't know. I don't and they really know. lean on the fact that like your um, no one can know about your mom passing. Like, where they really lean on that too early on, like you know, which I I guess I kind of get what they're saying. Like people will lose all hope. I don't. I don't know. So. That was like that to me. That's the end of phase three is when they convince you to start connecting these networks, which, right? I, again, I'm not, I don't fully understand like the point of it other than to make you transport things. Um, you, you know, gotta do your delivery job you somehow, do your delivery job so you can get graded and get your <laughs> likes and get your score. Well, I think I'm like a level 20 something porter or something. I can't remember because you level up technically, but yeah, it doesn't do anything yeah. for you. And see, this game's class, we didn't really talk a lot about this. So, this game's classified as a action um and at one point i even showed like shooter i haven't got to a point where you can shoot anything yet weapons are a thing that like because you go into a city it says weapons weapons disabled right when you enter cities i don't have a weapon yet so maybe at some point you do get weapons well it makes sense because those things chase you so we'll get into that so your first uh in phase four your first thing is to go travel and start connecting these knots, and they give you your first destination. And you can plot your path, and you can see the terrain, and it's really up to you. Right. Again, more cutscenes ensue, though, because you go through a cutscene, the things are there, and B- he's let you keep – Guillermo has obliged and kept BB for you and did some update patches on it. Yeah. And gets you to the first thing, like which you, the things show up. You have to run from him. Well, then the baby like freaks out and like almost dies. Starts being weird. Stops working on you. And he's yeah, like, "What Dude, is that called?" Is like auto uh, something. Auto, yeah, auto or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, auto something. or so, I don't remember. Yeah. but he gets some kind of thing from being practically like overstressed or something. Yeah. And he, this is where I was going to get into earlier about the creepy part to me. So he says, "Get to the next." What is it? Some kind of like little private. It's like where you transport stuff and can drop stuff off, but you don't see people. You never see people when you're doing this. No. These places yeah. you go into, there are not people walking around. You are walking into like empty. Uh, and they always go down in the ground. They're yeah. like these fallout shelter style, futuristic in the ground, private places. You drop packages off and then you get a private room full of monster energy drinks every time. <laughs> and they're all designed the same. They're like pods sunk in the ground. So you go into these things and they're like monolithic. They're huge. Yeah. And you, you go into them and he tells you, oh, well, you know, your baby got overstressed. You know, we'll work on that. We're going to run an update. Like it's a goddamn, you got a computer virus or something. And then he explains it. And I, I weirdly understand what he's saying. He goes, well, we're tricking the baby into thinking it's in a womb. And eventually it starts to realize it's, a, it's being tricked. And so we have to run diagnostics on a, on the mother's womb and, and do an update to let, to reestablish like this false world that it's yeah yeah that it's still will believe that it's in a womb right not in a tube being you know used to guide you past death straining silhouettes of dark creatures trying to kill you so (laughs) you know so you get to the you get to that first one and is it in between the second one that you get chased by by assuming other real people 
I don't know. I haven't made it that far yet. I just oh. got to the first warehouse. So you you may be further than me. I just okay, got so- past the warehouse and I'm on my way to the um so I, what I think I just got made it to the distribution center and I'm on my way to the other place. Okay. Um you so, so the communication tower or whatever. When you get to that first place, they introduce a new set of mechanics is where you can build things technically. Yeah, and you yeah, can use stuff, and he sends you back, and you make a mailbox. I went and did that, and you and you can put stuff in it, find random packages or whatever. And it's the de- die hard men or whatever is like the one kind of guiding you, narrating, talking to you through comms, through your handcuffs on your fucking wrist. So, <laughs> which is a bunch of horse shit. So, you go back, and then you continue the main mission, which is to go to the next one. And he tells you that the next 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 main knot. There's like two connecting deals before, and you have to get them first or it'll be useless. You can't run straight past them. On the way right. to the first one, past that, I guess technically second one or whatever, second place you're going to use activate or whatever, which I think I activated oh, too. I have run to them. The, yeah. Uh, um, Do you know what they were called? Mules. The Is mules. that what they were called? Yes. The mules. Well, you, when I first saw them, dude, I saw them standing down by the water, and I was like, what the fuck are those? Dude, they, like, try to attack your ass, and they have yes. guns and shit. And so it tells you, like, get the fuck out of there. We have no weapon. You right. just have to take off running right. and avoid yeah, their because shit. because you get pinged. So yes, ping, they pinged you your get, package. You get pinged for your package. That Okay, so I have made it that far, at least. Um, so, yeah, I am on my way to that next place. And to get there, you have to go through mule territory. And... uh yeah, they have like radars and shit all set up throughout that territory so that if you get anywhere in there, you get instantly pinged and they just start hunting your ass. It's Is that maybe when is that maybe after the bait? Is that when the baby goes down and is like you got to run in there quick? No, cuz it was okay. before that the baby, the BB went down. Yeah, the BB. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> you re-update its fake womb and it convinces it to keep working for you. And you're like, you have like a weird, um, and we haven't really talked about this a whole lot, but you have like you a ha- weird. You have, to, you have to soothe the baby. You, you, yeah. you didn't know that? I mean. Oh, you got to rock with it. That's the new mechanics that opened do. up too. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, <laughs> and the fake womb thing, as it helps you see dead creatures. So like, um, I don't even know what you, what would, what would be the mix of this? Like Final Fantasy with Sixth Sense, Bruce Willis's movie with. Like some other shit. I don't even. I don't even know, dude. It's fucking, I don't, it's it's so screwed up. So you get you get to when you run past those mules or whatever they are, and your guy comes on like even they know not to mess with the BT area. You know, yeah. like, well, thank God I fucking am for you, buddy. <laughs> you know, as you have to sneak past some more death straining crazies. Um, and that's I think I got. I activated the next one because I remember seeing the guy because I thought, man, are all these you don't ever meet real people? Yeah. Okay, you so you drop these packages off and they go somewhere in like the techno world and you don't have anything you don't physically get involved with any human. Yeah. I think we may be I may be just behind where you're at then. So you didn't get a second one? No, I didn't get the second one. I know that for sure. I know I got past just past where the mules are at, but I don't think I got to the second one yet. Yeah, you run in there and it's and the guys like and they're just so stoked to be on the chiral network when you tie up to these. Like they've been working on this for years. You're actually right. and they really start putting into dialogue how you're the second team. I never picked up that early. They really okay. start pushing how you're part of the second team, not the first team. I remember which, that dialogue. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It gets brought up a couple times before you, yeah. cause you're like, cause I kept going, where the fuck is the first team at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You know, they, so they only weird. sent me one guy. The last time it was a whole team. Yeah. They only sent one guy, but th- I thought that was the first place that they said that. 
They do, right. That's okay. what I'm telling you. They okay. bring it up again. Okay, they do. Okay, good. Yes, okay. they bring up more the fact that you're on the second team, and you're like, okay, I am the second team, bro. <laughs> like there is nobody else. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, because they, yeah. they keep pushing that envelope so, for whatever reason. So that's really as far as I got. Um, so, I mean, we can kind of go into the beer now if you want. Uh, if yeah, got more apparently to talk there's about. a shitload more to this game. Apparently, we haven't even fucking cracked the surface to it. It's like a 40-hour oh, fucking game, man. So Well, shit, when everything's video, that's God, that's work <laughs> on their part. We're yeah. going to watch 20 hours of it. For real, um, for real. Yeah, let's let's continue on talk about the beer a little bit. Let me let me try to write down a mental score on this because I have not actually this is weirdly I have not even thought of a score on this game. Dude, I I have mine. I have mine. I know what it is. Dude, this is yeah. I've been super excited about this game uh ever since we started playing it. Whew. it I mean it's it, beautiful. I will tell you that. It is uh it it's come prepared for a ride though. Yes. Yeah. And I hate to say it. I just, I get, it gets, a, it's interesting to me, but I think mentally, and this is mostly joking, maybe a little bit of truth. I think you got to be in a really strong place to play this game because <laughs> it's dark, bro. Like it's, I'm just like, I don't know that in my fantasy game time, the little bit that I get, I want to be in this dark world. Like the, you know, Missouri's bad enough. Like, <laughs> you know, football season's about to be over. You know, I, I'm just, I'm losing good things left and right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You got to be in a pretty strong place to handle this game, in my opinion. I almost need something a little bit happier than this. I, I like the darkness, man. Uh, I, yeah, I, I was I born did for too. it. <laughs> well, maybe you're fucking dooms then or high level. Mine aren't. I don't know. Maybe you're a patriot. I'm, I don't feel that way. So. Uh. Anyway, let's get into this beer. So, yes, yeah, yeah. subscription beer, um, snub nose bottles, very yeah. impressive so far. Um, and this will take me a minute, but I'm going to read this real quick. Go for it. So, in and part of the subscription deal you get from these microbrews that are in this original craft beer club that I'm in, uh, thanks to my wife, you they send you information on it, which is nice because we've talked about this on the podcast where we'll look up stuff and you'll go to the about or whatever, and they don't really talk about their origin story. Well, this, they send out the origin story. And the only hiccup is that they sent us, um, and it might be because they were out, I don't know. They, the two beers they were supposed to send was the Pills, which we had, and then the Richmond American Craft Lager. But we actually got the Dark Lager, the Richmond Dark Lager, which I'm not mad about. No. I yeah. would prefer the Dark Beer. Anyway, so this is what what I got. So Hardywood Park Craft Brewery, Richmond, Virginia's, Virginia's award-winning Hardywood Park Craft Brewery combines imagination and civic pride to be the state's top rated craft brewery. So I think that's interesting that it's their, like their number one. And here, here's where it starts off, uh, which I do also, these come with the recipes on the back for food and I'm not going to go through it, but the one on the back of this is food for your brew. It's Bavarian soft pretzels with mustard. I'm a huge soft pretzel guy. <laughs> I think, you know, that probably yeah. like when we visit red Robin, but I'm like a big pretzel guy anyway. So even though Eric McKay and Patrick uh, Murtaugh had been close friends for many years, it took 2001 meeting at a sheep station, Hardywood Park Ranch in southeastern Australia for the two friends to realize they shared similar dreams and goals. It was on that occasion that the two friends first tasted a malty homebrew amber ale paired with sheep rancher David's Crawford that inspired the pair to return to Richmond, Virginia, and open their own craft brew operation. Quotes, We were astounded that craft beer could not only have so much flavor and complexity, but you could brew it on such a small scale. Recalled Eric McKay. So began our decade, decades-long obsession with craft brew, craft beer. 
It took almost a decade before Hardwood Park became a reality at one of Richmond's two craft breweries shortly thereafter Virginia passed its SB 604 law that allowed craft breweries to sell beer from their tap rooms directly to consumers and Hardywood Park was well on its way to becoming the state's finest craft brewery. A long forgotten vacant warehouse in the area formerly known as Richmond German Brewery District became company's original brew house and tap room. For a number of years, Hardywood Park Craft Brewery slowly grew and as McKay's words, one pour at a time. Today, Hardywood Park Craft Brewery has grown and prospered. The original location is now a 20-barrel brew house and tap room, and a second pilot brewery, 3.5-barrel, has been opened in Charlottesville, a newer 60-barrel, which for anybody that's listened to a 60-barrel is huge for a tap house, for a tap room. That's quite a bit. Um, Destination Brewery has also opened in Richmond, West Creek area, ranked as Virginia's top brewery since 2014. So they've held the title for a while, it sounds like. Hardywood Park Craft Brewery has also won national and international claim at the Great American Beer Festival, World Beer Cup, and Australian International Beer Awards. They must just they must have family in Australia. If that's where they were talking about this originally, and they continue to go back there and take their beer, there must be something to that. Yeah. Australia is not a cheap flight, my dude. So <laughs> it's also not a short flight. So <laughs> the company sources many of its ingredients locally, including hops, malted barley, coffee beans, and hosts of lo- other locally grown fruits and spices. The physical plant is powered by renewable energy through the Dominion Virginia Green Power Program and includes solar biomass and wind energy which i thought was super cool it's awesome that's what i got for you and oh i can't read the dark lager one because i don't have it but the german the pills one we drank first yeah this is what they got on it so it's 5.2 abv 35 ibus which i really don't pay a lot of attention to that because you get past so many you don't your tongue can't perceive them anyway but um at that level you can so chris clean and incomparably quaffable <laughs> It's a weird word they put on there. The <laughs> Hardywood Pills is handcrafted with only the finest European Pilsner malt and German noble hops, patiently conditioned for weeks in lagering tanks. The Pills matures into a beer that refreshes the palate and satiates the soul, a classic and quintessential lager in its purest form, which I would say that it's damn good. Yeah, definitely. And so, without further ado, my good sir, uh, would you like to tackle your score on the game? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. All right, so my score on the game I have written down here is a 9.3, man. Holy shit. <laughs> I fucking love this game, dude. We're uh, going to end up with a fucking episode, second part episode on this game. I know it. We don't have to do no, a second we part. No. I am going to finish this game for sure. Um, no, this, we can. This game is it's such a mind twist. I love how dark it is. I don't, well, so I don't mind how dark it is. Um, it does definitely take you someplace and it is kind of about figuring out what's really going on. They don't expect you to, uh, or or they don't, uh, you know, like, uh, dumb anything down for you. They, they don't water anything down. That's like the good things. Like they just try to dump you into the world. The bad like part, I said, a, a Cairo bite bug on the wall. You're not, they're not changing it for you. They're just living it out. Yeah. In the storyline, and you're just expected to, f- to catch up as you go. Yeah. There are some parts where the expedi- exposition gets a little bit hefty, like the verbal stuff from like um, Guillermo's character is a little bit overboard sometimes. Um, but I think it's necessary because uh, otherwise you would maybe not have enough information. So, there is that weird balancing act they are playing with that between yes. like not explaining anything or over explaining stuff. So they're right on that line and sometimes it's a little bit close. That's why it's a 9.3 because like visually stunning, like atmosphere stunning, music choices 
like fucking amazing. You walk into a place and you pick up a new soundtrack. It's just, it, it's perfect. It's timed right. It plays right. It just, everything goes, flows well. well. Yeah. Okay. So do you have anything else before I do my no. part? Okay. You're good, man. All right. So I'm much lower than you. You're good. Um, all of the things in this beautiful, pretty uh, wrapped game are, are they're all, they're there. It's great. Um, I'm a 7.2 and I'm going to explain why. I weirdly fall into the category. I don't say weirdly. There's a reason they write stories with a certain formula. There's a reason why movies, everything has a formula or a script that follows a certain formula because of the, I I would just have to say loosely, I I think we need certain things to continue down a path. This story does get me with suspense. It does get me with how beautiful it looks. It gets me with how crazy the storyline is for sure. But where it doesn't get me is I can't see an ending that pulls me towards it. I can't see any, and I need that. I need like a, a, I need the climb and then I need the, the trophy at the end, the success at the end, the happiness at the end, the whatever. I don't see any positivity of where this is going. I don't see any reward to the end of it. I don't see any positive. And even in, and I'll say the brightest lights come from the darkest holes, man. I think that's where that's going. I think it's that it's dragging you into the darkest places and that's where it's living. And it, something's going to come of it. I don't think I, it's going to leave you there. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not opposed to that. And I'm definitely willing to play it more. I'm willing to do a second episode for sure. Um, because, but it, for whatever reason, there's something, and that's the best way I can explain it. That's lacking. That makes me go, yeah, if I don't continue this, I'm going to be all right. Like maybe I might be better off not knowing. Where this <laughs> goes. Like, I don't know. Cause I just don't know where, you know, storylines arc you know, always at certain points and there's always certain twists and turns and, you know, sometimes they'll go back down before they go back up. Like, I think, I think it surprised the large demographic with like something like game of Thrones. that just kept pulling you farther away because most stories don't most stories that you get bad and then you get good and you get bad and you get good. I think game of Thrones had a really weird knack for like, or a of the times knack to like pull you. It just kept pulling you farther away. Yeah. And people were like, just, and they were enthralled by wanting to get back you know, to get the characters back to like safety back to, and it just never happened. <laughs> it, like right. never was coming. So I like that. This story is kind of like that in a sense. It's like, it's, it's just pulling you farther away. And mentally from what I'm seeing in the dialogue, fucking I life, sir, do. Oh my God. <laughs> no, because I'm of the mindset from grand Torino that like, man, if I can just make it to a porch and retired <laughs> with a fucking beer and pissed off at everybody, I'm <laughs> golden. And I'll be doing the same thing. I'll be going, you know, my wife, because she smokes and drinks more than me, she'll probably go before me and I'll just be like, that was the best goddamn thing about this planet. Everything else sucks. <laughs> and I'll just be mad all the time and drinking. That's that's a bright light to me right in itself. <laughs> Not that she'll be gone, but they're like, I'll, you know, they're like, I'll be pissed off on a portion. I'll be playing my part, you know, as an old man. But no, nah, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. Oof. So I am not anti. And I, I think maybe if you really, I think I owe it to you after what I've made you sit through. I, I will play a second episode for this. Like we can do another two weeks of it. Cause I'm curious to see if there's, is there another, like just in the, the amount of drastic change in storyline and info dump and terminology to catch up with in the first four to five hours. I would love to see what the next four or five hours look like. Does it balance out or does it just keep getting fucking crazier? Yeah. I, that's the one thing that I don't think you'll ever know until you go through it is how, how weird does the, the rabbit hole go? Yeah. So. Agree. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's a really good way to put it because I do think of some like 
Mad Hatter shit with this. Yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. And then just uh, kind of randomly, like, oh, there's army men behind you, and your guy's going to break a fourth wall to show you them, and then drink Monster Energy drinks. Yeah. What kind of cracked out Missouri meth head shit is this? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Kojima's been visiting our neck of the woods. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh. Some things we didn't mention was this did come out in November 8th, like, 2019 and again we don't ever get to do this sony so that was kind of cool yeah yeah you know it had a pc port we don't ever get to see games like this which i would like to figure that out um how about the beer sir you want me to go yeah let's hop on over to the beer i'll shotgun these because i think our expressions were made clear um yeah we both we both liked them yeah Yeah. so i'm gonna go with that german pills at 7.8 all right solid beer solid good flavor um, very crisp. And then the dark lager actually had an 8.2. Dude, I think I'm like a little bit fucking reversed from you. So I had them flipped just a little bit. Really? So I liked the way the Pilsner taste, uh, tasted. It was, it reminded me a lot of a German style lager. That's what it's meant to be. Um, that honey crisp finish on it, um, was excellent. I really liked it. I had it an 8.4. Um, and then I had the dark lager at a 7.9. I thought it was really good. Um, but maybe just in the light of the other one didn't shine as bright. So what was your German pill score? The first one, Uh, 8.4. Okay. And what was your dark lager score? Seven, nine. Dude, that's actually, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. We are really close. Right. Just flipped. Huh? Interesting. So. Well, sir, are you do you want to wrap? Are you ready to wrap this up? Think yeah, we're good. Yeah, I think so. I think we have well, an interesting one coming up next, and it's in one of my favorite genres. D- yes, we do. It would be like, what would you call that? Like strategy? Strategy, yeah. So, not only do we have strategy, which we haven't tackled for a while, since probably one of the card games, maybe. Um, but I also would like to announce that with this game, I'm going to go ahead and safely say there might be a second part episode to this Death Stranding coming. Eh, I feel it. I feel it. We can see. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> so next time on episode 44, we will be trying out Total War Warhammer 3, uh, sticking to the PC realm, which I'm excited about. Like, I'm weirdly getting more and more into my PC lately. Um, awesome. And it, yeah, I know you'd be happy to hear that. And then uh, <laughs> we're actually going to change this up. We're going to pair this with Henry Cavill's favorite drink, the Forget-Me-Not Martini, if we can manage to make one. Um and we will dive into why we're going to pair it with Henry Cavill's favorite drink next time. For those of you that don't pick up on that immediately. So, yeah. All righty. So, if you like drinking. Or you like gaming. Join us next time on The Monologues.